guys. Happy Tuesday and happy November. It's Kim and welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. As you can tell by today's episode title, I figured that since I myself am getting back into the dating scene, it would be fun to chat through some bad dating stories. Before we begin, I want you to ask yourself, what exactly makes a date bad? So there's catfishing, uh, not looking like their profile, having a different belief system. Uh, When a guy asks you to go Dutch on the bill, mama's boys, weird voices, uh, smells. And how about going out with a friend's ex? This episode is going to be a juicy one, so I know you guys are going to love it. If you do, please rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave that written review, and make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast, so you can interact with the post-show polls and get access to exclusive content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. If you're new to the podcast, I start off each episode by first doing a catch up with Kim section and then sharing my exclusive pick of the week. Afterwards, we will be jumping into story time. So first, let's do a little catch up with Kim. So you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? What a week it has been for me. I've been going nonstop per usual, but last week I had a very exciting thing happen. I went on a first date with somebody and he's somebody who I had actually met in person and we'd been, you know, trying to figure out a time that works best for both of us to go on our date. So the day rolls around to our first date and he ends up having to stay at work later than expected. So my sister had a date planned that day with a guy she's been on on several dates with and they were going to this comedy show. So my sister, knowing how anxious I am when it comes to dates she was like hey you guys are welcome to double date with us because she had already met him as well and so I asked the guy I'm like hey would you be open to doing a double date there's this comedy show and love this guy so much he was so cool about it and was like yeah that sounds amazing let's do it so we ended up meeting up at this coffee or at this uh brewery thing Austin East Ciders is what it's called expecting a pretty big comedy show my sister and her date are running late so it's just him and I at first we walk into this room it is dead silent there's one comedian up on stage at the moment and maybe like five or six people in the crowd we are like what the heck this is so awkward so we decided to step out for a little bit and chat one-on-one beforehand and wait for my sister after a little while they finally showed up and people started trickling into the show but very low key. It was not what any of us were expecting. We were expecting a pretty packed show. And turns out these are newer comedians and some of their jokes did not hit at all, but there was a few gems in the mix that we just loved. One of the silliest parts about this whole date experience though, is that The guy I went on a date with, he's so sweet. He's definitely more introverted, which I tend to be more attracted to just because I tend to be a little much (laughs) to handle. But this guy, as I mentioned, very introverted, but you know, he puts his hand on my lap during the day and rubs my back, holds my hand, very cute. Well, because this show wasn't very packed, we had chosen a table about the middle of the crowd and nobody 
ends up sitting in front of us. So even though we're sitting middle of the section of the whole crowd, we ended up being in the front. So if you have been to a comedy show, you already know what that means. The comedians targeted us the entire show and it was all for fun. Like what I loved about this guy is that guys I've dated in the past, if they got picked on by a comedian, they would be so annoyed and bothered and upset that they were getting picked on. And this guy, even though he's so introverted and he got called out by the comedian and he responded, the comedian asked him to reply and he like was stuttering when he was responding. It was adorable. In his defense, the guy was asking him about his dick size. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot how vulgar comedy can get. But he just was laughing and he rolled with the punches. Obviously, he was embarrassed and shy, but he wasn't upset about it. He was just, it was sweet. It was really cute. So if you are going on a first date with somebody, I think kind of that setup was really nice. Obviously, you don't have to go with your uh, sibling or friends and their date, but the comedy show itself gave us a nice chance to hang out with each other one-on-one for a little bit beforehand, then enjoy the show and see if we have the same humor and see how he reacts to things. And then afterwards, if the date's going well, like it did for us, he asked me out on a second date already. Uh, Afterwards, we decided we wanted to keep the date going. So we ended up going to this little lounge bar and talking, hanging out, kissed a little bit, and it was really sweet. Uh, Great date overall, and it was a good way to get me back into the dating scene. As most of you know, I've been kind of taking a break from it because had a lot of healing to do after a past relationship. And then last year I got assaulted and that really made me lose a lot of faith in men and, you know, made me more concerned for my safety and more paranoid about situations. So, you know, I was talking to guys here and there throughout the year, but this was like an official date and it was very sweet and I feel more comfortable uh, exploring dating apps and dates and I'm excited for my second date with him so I will keep you guys posted on that. Speaking of first dates, I am on Bumble and I'm on Hinge. I'm not on Tinder because from what I understand that is primarily for hookups and I'm not really looking for that right now. I'm looking for something short term because I am moving uh, around February 2024. So I don't want to you know, really get tied down or air quote anchored down as one of my friends said to Austin by dating somebody long-term and seriously, but I am still putting myself out there practicing dating, going out on dates. And I'm very upfront with the men about, about my situation. That said, my sister is also on the dating apps as well. And she placed her dating app location to uh, a city I have lived in before and she showed me uh, this guy that she matched with and she was like wait is this and I look at her she shows me the picture and I nod yes I'm like that's the guy so backstory when I lived in this city I went on a, a date with this guy and After the date, we ended up going back to his place to Netflix and chill. It was years ago. I was looking for something casual at the time. I didn't drink at all during the date. When we got to his place afterwards, Netflix and chilling, he cracked open a beer, gave me a beer. We're hanging out, relaxing. 
And he's like, hey, like, let's go upstairs. And when I'm thinking Netflix and chill, like, I wasn't planning on going far with this guy because he was older than me, not by, I think by like five or six years. Anyways, I wasn't comfortable enough to, to do anything really with him. So we go upstairs anyways. I'm like, oh, we'll just make out maybe second or third base. I don't know. Really cute guy. And um, he's an Asian guy. He's gorgeous. He was older, had a nice place. So by the time we go upstairs, I've had one or two, nah, maybe a little more, four or five sips of this beer. And I start feeling very strange. And I will say this is a trigger warning uh, with uh, sexual assault. So fast forward if, if you feel triggered with those scenarios being talked about. But I start feeling very weird. And again, I, I didn't drink during the date. And at this point, I've had four or five sips of beer, something that I can handle. I start feeling really weird. So we're in his room and I'm like, hey, I don't really feel that good. I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So they go to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and the room is spinning. I'm like, whoa, I, something's wrong. Like something is wrong right now. So I go back into the room. When I go into the room, he has completely stripped himself naked. He's laying on his back on his bed and like taps me to come over. And he's just laying there butt naked. So I panic. I'm like, something's not right. Like physically with me, this guy, like what, what the actual fuck is happening right now? And I was like, oh, wait, I forgot something in the bathroom. I'll be right back. So I pretend to go to the bathroom. I close the door behind me and I run out of that place. I run and I went to my car because I had driven because uh, I wasn't drinking at all. So I went to my car and not my proudest moment, but I ended up driving myself home somehow. And that part I don't remember. And that part I regret because clearly I was something was wrong with me and I shouldn't have been driving a vehicle. But in that moment, I was so scared for my safety and I had no clue what was going on. So I panicked. So I get home, come to find out this man that I had matched with, actually I had matched with him on Tinder years ago. He roofied me. And it was such a scary, pivotal moment for me in my dating experience because I had never been taken advantage of like that before. And thank God it didn't end as badly as it could have. But it definitely scarred me. Uh, wasn't unfortunately the first time I uh, have been roofied in my life since, but it was the first time and it was very, very scary. So flash forward to present day, my sister shows me the guy on her screen, really attractive Asian man, age matches up, profession matches up. And she's like, wait, is this the guy? And I said, yep, that's the guy who roofied me. He had sent a like to my sister. Small worlds. I'm a big believer in what, like, you always end up running into people in your life, right? Like, there's there's no avoiding people. Like, I went out with that on a date with this guy years ago, and he still has managed to come back in my life somehow. So, obviously, she didn't match with him. I ended up dropping uh, this story into a dating don't date him group, and I had a lot of support from the women in the comments and other gals you know, reached out and said they had similar experiences. So very, very scary stuff. That was one of my 
bad date stories and I wouldn't even categorize that as bad. I would just categorize that as traumatizing because bad is a guy having bad breath. Uh, traumatizing is getting roofied. So that was that. It was crazy. And it was just this past week when my sister got that like. So it's been on my mind lately. And I wanted to share that with you guys um, just as a reminder that you always have to have your guard up. No matter how sweet or kind somebody can be when you first meet them, people can't be trusted. And it sucks that we live in that world. Of course, you know, if it's a friend of a friend and you've known them forever, you know, you've gotten to know this person and you're having your first date. Okay. But if it's somebody off of an app or a blind date, be careful. Always have protection on you. Don't go home with them like I did and trust your gut. So moving on with Catch Up With Kim, a positive thing that happened this past week, I had my first interview with a recruiter for a new job that I'm very, very excited about. It's a remote job and the salary is insane. And so I'm praying to the gods that I get this job because it would really help me transition into the next chapter of my life. And I'm manifesting, guys. I already got the job. I'm hired. I can't wait. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But after I recorded an episode a few weeks ago, I think it was about uh, when you feel like giving up or following your dream, something like that. I did some reflection on my own life and I'm like, where do I want to be career-wise? I did a lot of reflection in that, in that aspect because I love social media influencing. I love, I love that whole part of my life and it's wonderful, but it's putting all your eggs in one basket and it still would be nice to have a full-time career to rely on and also just to make as much money as possible so I can start doing more things that I love, traveling more, um, buying things, buying a house, who knows? So I'll keep you guys posted on that. I am very optimistic about the role and I'm putting it into the universe. So put it into the universe for me that I get this job. And then just this past weekend, busy, busy weekend, I had a Instagram partnership with Toyota. Very random because I'm not a car girly, but I do have a lot of followers in Austin and I believe they're trying to reach the Austin market. So I partnered with Toyota to promote the Toyota tailgate and the UT Austin College football game. So they gave my sister and I free tickets to the game and we had this whole tail fun tailgate experience. It was incredible. So thank you, Toyota, for that wonderful, wonderful time. It was my first time ever attending a South Southern football game. And the level of enthusiasm these crowds have for their teams is mind blowing. Uh, I love, as I've mentioned before, I love the energy of professional sporting events. There's nothing like it. And while I don't know exactly what's going on the whole time, I still love being there, dressing up in the cute outfit, being with my friends, hanging out. It's so much fun. Now, something that was really so random. We had these, this group of guys behind us. And one of the guys is very drunk. And he's just immediately hitting on my sister and I. And it was so funny. Um, and he's with like half the group is Australian guys. And he was there. And anyways, we get talking to them. And we're talking to them for a while and he's overlooking my shoulder and sees that I'm posting pictures on my Instagram stories. So he was like, hey, hey, tag me, tag me in a post. So I end up posting a picture of him and uh, his Australian friend and he's like, tag me. So I tag him and I look at the Instagram handle 
and I go to the page and I'm like, God, this guy looks familiar. So I'm looking at his pictures because when I met him at the football game, he had short hair and a baseball cap on. While in his pictures on his page, he has a big beard and long hair, shoulder length hair, beautiful brown curly hair. And I'm like, God, how do I know this guy? And then it clicked. I turned around at him and I'm like, wait, were you on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? And he looks back at me and he goes, yeah. I said, I knew it. They had, if you guys watched it, a season based in Austin. And on one of the episodes, the Queer Eye guys, the Fab Five, do a makeover on a cattle rancher. And that's my guy. So I asked him, I'm like, are you still following Jonathan's beauty recommendations? Are you still with the girl you were trying to impress? I just fangirled so hard because I just watched that season, even though it's a little older, I just watched it a few months ago. So that was so funny to have that little connection there. And his friends were like, wait, what, what were you on? And it was hilarious. So love that. Love that for me. And the last thing from this past weekend, Kiana, who you guys know, she's been on my podcast several times. She is amazing, hilarious. I love her. And her and her roommate, Angela, hosted a beer Olympics at their house this past weekend. They invited, oh gosh, I think it was about 20 or 30 of us. And they put us all on different teams with different countries. So I got put on Team Mexico. And they put together different stations with different games that we had to participate in. We collected points. It was like a full thing. It was broken up into two sections. We had like a halftime. There was an award ceremony, good music, good friends, good people. Like it was incredible. And the amount of time this girl put into planning this whole party, the decorations were incredible. Each game had its printed out list of rules with a QR code with a to a link to a YouTube video with directions on how to play the game if, if you still weren't sure how to play it. Like this girl or these girls had every detail down. I was so impressed. 10 out of 10, Kiana, thank you for the invite. That was so much fun. And honestly, such a great way to intertwine or intermingle, what's the word I'm looking for? Introduce different groups of your friends together because I ended up meeting people from all different aspects of Kiana's life and everybody was so sweet it was such a good time definitely a great icebreaker to play these games and be competitive and most of the time like we were all off our phones so present having so much fun and I feel inspired to host an event like that like it was such a great time I hope you guys all had wonderful weeks now I'm going to share with you guys my pick of the week oh my god I love your skirt. Where did you get it? I was recently sent two boxes by PR boxes by this brand called Pharmacy, and that's pharmacy with an F, so F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. And one of the products in their PR box that they gifted me is the Honey Halo Ultra Hydrating Moisturizer. And when I tell you guys, I am obsessed with this product, I, no words, so, so good. So this product, it's an ultra hydrating ceramide moisturizer that has been proven to visibly plump, improve the look of fine lines and replenish dry, distressed skin. So guys, we're heading into winter. Our skin's getting dry, or at least mine is. My 
faces kind of reacting differently because especially in Texas we experience four seasons in one day and my skin's like what the actual heck is going on so with this product it's been a total game changer I've noted I've been noticing results already so it's also um I'm going to read a little bit about the product it has antioxidant rich ultra hydrating buckwheat honey that renews the skin's appearance for a dewy healthy looking glow it contains plant-based ceramides that replenish the skin barrier with shea butter and vitamin E. And it has a fig fruit extract that leaves the skin smooth. So this moisturizer, it's light. It doesn't leave my skin greasy. And as I mentioned, I've noticed a huge difference in my skin. So I will link the product in my show notes. It comes in different sizes at different price points. So try it out. Let me know what you think. They also have a ton of a ton of other wonderful products and little stocking stuffers and things as well, which are perfect for the holidays coming up. So go check that out. Again, this is the Pharmacy Honey Halo Ultra Hydrating Moisturizer. And also shout out to Pharmacy because I receive a good amount of PR boxes, which I'm so grateful for. And I love being able to try out all these different products and, and let you guys know my honest opinions on them. But one thing, and it's, I don't know if it's just me, but when I receive a PR box, and if you aren't familiar with what that is, as a content creator or a social media influencer, brands will send you complimentary goodie boxes full of their products. So sometimes they'll send you one product, sometimes they'll send you a few, and they give them to influencers to try and hopefully share with their followers. We aren't required to talk about them or share them. So this is not sponsored at all, me talking about it, but it's awesome. It's awesome to get, get to be able to try those products. And what I love about pharmacy is this little honey halo box that they sent me. It was so cute. The box was bright yellow. And when you open up the inside, the, the box is like, has like little honeybees and beehives and even the foam little, uh, marshmallow foam styrofoam things were bright yellow so the packaging was just very aesthetic and well done so I love that great job pharmacy and again the product is linked in the show notes so let me know what you guys think that wraps up my pick of the week and now I am dying to share with you these juicy dating stories I personally have had my fair share of bad dates I've had guys with bad breath Guys who use pictures from years ago on their dating profiles. Um, Guys who took me out to fast food for my first dates. And even a guy, God, oh my gosh, I'm remembering this. I had a guy, we had a wonderful date. This date was five hours. It was like the never ending date because he just, he was having so much fun with me. So we went out to dinner and then he wanted to go to a brewery and then he wanted to go to an art show. It was this whole thing. And then he ends up ghosting me after. But before that... And I think this is why he ghosted me. We were having our first kiss, making out. And this man, first kiss without asking permission, tries choking me during sex, like erotically choking me. And I'm like, dude, we just met. Like, what? And I get like, some people are into that. Like, it's hot. Don't get me wrong. But this is my first time spending time with this man. We haven't built up that, that comfortability and that, um, level of intimacy yet. It was shocking. So 
That said, none of my past dates I feel compared to the ones I'm about to tell you. So grab your wine, buckle in your seatbelts. We're going for a ride. Quick reminder, if you ever have a story you would like to submit for me to talk about, um, and you can also request to stay anonymous if you prefer, you can do so by DMing me on Instagram. I'm also happy to answer any and all questions or provide advice as well. So again, my inbox is always open for you guys. All right, let's jump into story number one. And again, these are all anonymous. I matched with this guy on Hinge. Let's call him Mike. His profile looked pretty good, nice smile, good outfit, uh, into all the same music as me. So I thought, why not give it a shot? We decided to meet at a local coffee shop. I got there a bit early and I was feeling the first date jitters, which is totally normal. Well, those jitters got cranked up a notch when I saw this guy walk in who didn't look anything like his pictures. Seriously, it was like he'd used pictures from a decade ago when he was in high school or something. I didn't want to be shallow, so I tried to brush it off, but then the conversation just nosedived. He kept talking about how he changed and evolved, and I'm like, dude, a recent photo would have been a good place to start evolving, right? He even mentioned that he used filters on his pictures because he thought they made him look, quote, mysterious. What? Anyways, we were sipping our coffees and I realized that this guy was not just a catfish, but also painfully boring. We had nothing in common and the chemistry was about as exciting as watching paint dry. Oh no, poor thing. I was counting down the minutes till I could make a graceful exit. But wait, it gets better. When the check came, he tried to split it down to the last cent, which was $4.19 each. I mean, seriously, I'm not usually picky about these things, but it just felt so petty and awkward. Wow. I wish I could say, so that's the story. I wish I could say that this is like shocking to me, but I'm not surprised. I've heard so many stories from friends where these men don't look like their profile pictures. Maybe they come with facial hair or they've gained weight or they've aged and they're using pictures from years ago. And it's like, dude, I I might've still matched with you if you would have been yourself. And it's just like, you're already feeling lied to and deceived from the get go. So the fact that she was willing to still give this guy the time of day, I probably would have walked out the second he completely did not look like his profile picture. But on top of that, he's boring and made you split the $4 or $8 bill is absurd. Call me old fashioned, but I, from the bottom of my heart, believe that the man or whoever does the asking out should be the person who pays for the date. No exception. Uh, My guy, for example, this past weekend, you know, he got stuck at work late and he's like hey like yeah let's do the comedy show and I told him hey we have to buy tickets um and he asked like can you buy the tickets online right now and he does um like solar panel installation stuff so he was you know doing work and like physically unable to do so so he had me buy the tickets within a minute of me seeing him he's like let me pay you for the tickets and then paid me extra And it's like, that is what a guy should do. If he's not able to pay in the moment, he should pay you back, whatever. But the fact that this man that she went out with, I wonder if like, was it a Venmo request for $4.20? Did they use two different cards? That is just mind blowing. Uh, 
definitely not worth pursuing that date. And if you are somebody who is on a date with uh, with a guy like this, who's making you split the check or is boring or is catfishing, know your worth. I promise you deserve so much better. Story number two, uh, this person says, and I think this is a guy. Yes. Okay. He says, this is honestly not something I expected to post about, but here's the thing. I have known this woman for a while since we're in the same friend group. She's a nice person, attractive, and honestly, I've always enjoyed my talks with her. A few weeks ago, I asked her out on a date. I figured if she says no, it's fine, but she actually agreed. We went on a date this past Saturday, and honestly, I thought it was awesome. We went out to dinner, had drinks, spent the rest of the night talking, and we even took a walk on a walking bridge over the town's lake. I dropped her off and was elated. I absolutely loved the night. However, that night when I was scrolling through TikTok on my bed, a post from her, and in quotes, he says, I didn't follow her nor knew she had a TikTok, appeared on my For You page. Essentially, she said in the post, quote, getting ready for a date I really don't want to go to. That was like getting slapped in the face. I was so freaking happy and I just found out she didn't even want to go on the date with me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she, uh, I'm not saying she has to want it, but please let me know if that's the case. We didn't need to go out. We can forget I even asked her out, but doing this on the internet, it made me self-conscious. Not sure if that's the right word. Now I'm unsure about what to do. Should I tell her I saw this or just forget about it? Honestly, it really hurt me and I'm not really sure if I want to give this another try. I mean, she didn't want to go out with me in the first place, right? Oh my gosh, poor thing. First of all, I am so sorry this happened. And it's fascinating because the world of social media that we live in now, coming from a social media gal's perspective, I tend to put more than the normal person Uh, I put a lot out there on the internet to see, and I ask my followers for opinions on things. And to me, that's normal. But coming from your perspective, it's like, why would she put that on the internet? And especially because you guys have mutual friends, I do think that was wrong of her to, to make a video about you. Let's say it's a, a, a hinge date of somebody she's never met before. And then she says, well, going on a date, I don't want to go on. Okay, I I definitely see that more so in the case, but I imagine all your friends knew that you guys were going out that night, so I completely understand feeling self-conscious and insecure and upset about that because I would too. Backing up a little bit, uh, you said we went on a date, same friend groups, the For You page. Okay, the TikTok algorithm, algorithm is so crazy. You said she showed up on your For You page. Some people listening to your story might think, oh, you probably searched her. I stand by you. I really do think that she popped up on your For You page. I was out at the bars one night. I think it was in Nashville. I'm talking to this guy. He's very cute. And uh, we hit it off. And then my friends are like, let's go. So, you know, I, I told him bye. He had asked for my number, but, you know, I said bye. I go on TikTok that night and boom, his TikTok shows up on my for you page turns out he's literally tiktok famous and that's how quick the algorithm works they take into consideration who's your who's in your proximity who's in your contact list all those things so because you had her phone number in your contact list 
that is probably why uh, she showed up on your For You page. That said, I also think it's good that you saw the video. And let me tell you why. I don't think this relationship is worth pursuing. And even though you said you felt the date went really well, the fact that she went into it not even wanting to go on the date, I mean, I feel that is pretty telling. On the other hand, now I'm thinking twice about it. On the other hand, I'm like, well, a lot of us are so burnt out on dating. If I'm doing a get ready with me video, I'm like, get ready with me. I'm going on a date. Really don't want to go on this date. You know, I'm stressed. I've had a long week at work and I just, I'm not feeling great. So maybe that's where she was coming from. Now, I would love to know the context of the video. Like, did she say, I don't want to go on this date with this guy. He's a mutual friend. I'm not attracted to him. Like, I need more more context there. But either way, uh, I would definitely take into consideration the context of the video. Maybe bring it up to her. I mean, if you guys are mutual friends, you're in the same friend group, you're going to see her again. It's going to be awkward if it's not addressed at least for me some people might just say keep it to yourself but I couldn't live with that I would need to talk about it so if you do choose to talk about with her come from a place of kindness and just say hey your video popped up on the for you page I had a great time totally understand if if you weren't feeling it but just I'd appreciate some transparency because I you know I don't want to waste anybody's time so that's what I would do oh man you poor thing All right, next story. This one says, my husband and I have been married for three years and dating for seven. We obviously have been on countless dates and have kissed loads of times. I would hope so. We went on a date yesterday and he ordered a steak and I ordered a pasta that came with a side of garlic bread. And I ate the garlic bread because I like garlic bread. It's delicious. I would understand if it was a first date with a new person, but it's not. This is my husband's, and I didn't think it mattered to him. Once I took a bite of the bread, he asked, you're really eating that garlic bread? And I said, yeah, why does it matter? He said, it's disgusting, and he felt disrespected, and that if he thought I would be kissing him before I brushed my teeth, I was kidding myself. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so triggered. What I was going to say is that I literally had sex with him and that, oh my gosh. Okay, this is explicit. Here we go. She said, what I was going to say is that I have literally had sex with him and that his dick tastes any worse than my garlic breath, but I didn't because there were kids and families. So I just said, thank you. And just sat there too shocked to speak and not eating as I'm trying to fathom what he said. As soon as we got home, I went into the shower, brushed my teeth extra hard to try to get rid of any bad breath I may have. I told my sister about it and she said I was wrong and that it was common knowledge not to eat garlic on a date. Holy shit. (gasps) I'm speechless too, girl. I'm like trying to gather my thoughts. If my husband ever told me what to eat or what not to eat, for his happiness? Absolutely not. That is such a red flag to me. I'm definitely seeing signs of controlling behavior and tendencies. I dated somebody in the past who controlled what I wore, who I hung out with, where I went. And it took me years to realize how unhealthy that behavior is. I at the time was young and I was like, oh, it's just because he cares about me. No, it's a way of a guy having control over you. 
And girl, you should be able to eat garlic bread. Like what? Like if I was a, if I, let's say was lactose intolerant, I would not expect my husband to never eat ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant. That's absurd. I mean, and I get garlic bread, like taste can, garlic can linger on your breath, of course, but he's your husband. You should be able to go on a, a, a date with him and eat garlic bread. Like this is insane. And lastly, the fact that you told your sister and she sided with him, I, I feel so sad for you that you don't have the support you need. I mean, your sister of all people should be in your corner and it's freaking garlic bread. <laughs> like what? Um, I mean, you guys have been together for so long. So at this point, I, I, I'm obviously I can't say, oh, divorce him over garlic bread. I mean, I think you deserve better. But I would recommend talking to him about how this situation made you feel and addressing the fact that you that he has no right to tell you what you can and can't eat. So, wow, I am shocked. I'm dying to know what you guys think about this garlic bread situation because I am shocked. Next story. I recently went on a date with my friend's ex-boyfriend. Oh, here we go. For context, they dated a year and a half ago in high school, and we're in college now. Earlier in the year, I visited a good friend's college and went to a party. He was there too, and we talked for most of the night. He invited me back to his place, but I declined and thought nothing of it. I got back home for the summer and would see him at the gym, and we would talk sometimes, but nothing more. One night, he messaged me and asked to get food after the gym with him sometime, but I declined again. Then the next day I was hanging out with the girl he dated and she said he messaged her to hang out, but she said no. I was honestly relieved because now I didn't feel badly about turning him down again. I would still see him at the gym, but I avoided conversation for weeks and planned to not speak to him. This past week I was getting off the treadmill and it was pretty busy so no others were open and he was walking towards the treadmill looking for one. So I offered him mine and left to go home. A minute later, I was sitting in my car about to leave and I hear a knock at my window and it was him. So I rolled it down and said, hi, he said something along the lines of quote, Hey, I think you're really funny and cute. And I would like to take you out sometime. I panicked and said, what did you have in mind? Trying to figure out a way out of it. But he replied with, I'll text you when and where let me pick out a place. Then he walked away. The next day I was walking on the treadmill and he approached me and asked how long until I was finished with my workout. I replied and he said he would pick me up and take me out to lunch after. We went on the date and it was good, but nothing happened sexually and I don't plan on doing anything with him. His ex slash my friend messaged me hours after the date and asked me what shampoo and conditioner I use, which was super odd. So I was pretty sure she knew. And then she proceeded to ask another mutual friend how our date went. <gasps> oh, I kind of feel bad because I can see it from her point of view, but I don't know how to tell her that I didn't even want to go out with him in the first place. She also made it clear she didn't want to get back together with him. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best to fix this. I just don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> You're in the wrong, girl. I feel in this situation... You had a clear choice. Choose your friends or choose her ex-boyfriend. And I know in some situations, some girls are chill. 
like it's fine like we broke up years ago I don't want to be together you guys make a good fit couldn't be me could not be me I'm a I I think there are millions of men and women in the world why why do you have to choose the one person that one that one of your friends dated like of all the men in the world and I understand convenience he's at your gym all the time you guys see each other frequently um he was being very persistent it sounds like but when he went to your car and asked you out you could have just said no again so it's very apparent to me as much as you want to say I didn't want to be with him you did so let's address that first be honest with yourself you did want to spend time with him you were curious how would it go or you were flattered by his persistence in wanting to ask you out So that said, I think you need to be honest with yourself there and honest with your friends. She's going to see right through your lies if you tell her, I didn't want to go out with him. Um, So I would just be honest and say, you know, he was very persistent. He wanted to take me out. You had told me you guys were done and I did pursue something with him and I don't want anything more. However, (laughs) I definitely feel you had time in between him knocking on the car window and the date actually happening to talk to your friend and be like, hey, your ex hit me up, wants to take me out. Is that okay with you? If you cared enough about this friend's friendship, you should have done that. So you fucked up there. So not only do I think you need to be honest with her about how you were feeling and why you agreed to go with him, but I think you should also apologize for not talking to her first. And I'm not saying you needed to necessarily ask permission. I mean, you're, you're your own person. You can do what you want. But at least giving her the heads up so she didn't have to find out from a third party. Right? I think that's like the level of respect that you need to have for each other. So either way, um, this is a shitty situation. If I was a friend, I would be very upset with you. And I don't think any man is worth losing a friendship over. And this took me years to figure out. I lost a lot of friends when I was engaged because my ex didn't like them and he didn't want me to be friends with him. And I chose him over them and I regret that every day of my life. So now I'm a girl's girl. If a, if, if it comes down to a guy or, or a friend, I'm choosing the friend every day. Next story. And we have um, just two more. I was on a second date with this guy and we had a really fun time. We were sitting on the couch watching a movie and started making out. Things were progressing further and I shook my head and told him it was bad timing. Quote, I was on my period. Then he asked for a below job. I said no. I might have if he didn't ask and things naturally went there, but it gave me a bad feeling that he asked. And after, he tried to continue things, but we stopped only after I had tried to stop things multiple times. Things felt awkward and he seemed less interested after. I tried to explain it takes me a while to get comfortable, but he didn't really say much. Should I still see him? I like him, but I think I told him too much personal stuff. He said to text when I got home and an hour later, no reply. Should I reach out or wait and see? Is it normal to not to want to go further on a second date? I would want to, but have a hard time feeling comfortable enough with most people. (sighs) Girl, you are not in any way, shape, or form, in the wrong. If this man is not respecting your boundaries enough, on the second date, he is not worth your time. Like, I am so proud of you for sticking uh, 
to your morals and, and, and listening to your gut feeling. Because when you said he asked for a blowjob, you said no. Like it just felt weird. And that is very strange. I mean, intimacy, especially with a new partner, should progress naturally and at both people's comfortable pace. And if any person in, in a, in a uh, situation like this is pressuring the other, that's not a way to start a healthy relationship, already making you uncomfortable. I mean, the second you said you weren't comfortable, he should have backed off and just wanted to get to know you better and have conversation with you and maybe just cuddle, chill. Uh, it sounds like somebody who does this also has done it before and it's worked for him. And that makes me feel icky also knowing that he's gotten away with this type of behavior before. So it sounds like you definitely put him in his place. I will say I'm not surprised that he didn't respond to you. And the reason being is because somebody like that probably only wants one thing and that is sex. If you're looking for a relationship, I mean, clearly like you're wanting to get to know this guy. This was your second date. The first date clearly went really well. You're expecting a relationship or a short-term, long-term, whatever. You're expecting more than just a hookup. And he's not. So him not texting you after, after he was basically rejected from you, his ego's bruised. He didn't get what he wants. And he's ashamed, I'm sure. As for reaching out or waiting to see, please don't. Don't text him. Even if he does text you, I, I would recommend ending it and be like, hey, I don't think we're a good fit. Um, remember your morals. Remember what you're looking for in a partner. And don't waste your time on somebody who on date number two is already disrespecting you. And you mentioned feeling uncomfortable. Like he seemed less interested after you rejected him. This happened to my friend not too long ago. She and this guy were hitting it off. We were at a party together and they went back to her place just to hang out. She was very clear. We're just hanging out. I'm not hooking up with you. And he was still under the impression that they were going to hook up. So they talked for a while. Once she said no, once they were at her place, he immediately went home and was pissed and never talked to her again. Some people are just like that. And they aren't people worth investing your time into unless that's all you want as well is just have sex. And last story, context. I went on a date with a guy I matched with on Bumble. Date was going well. We connected and had a few drinks together. We laughed. We had the same sense of humor. Things were going well, and I invited him back to my place. We had sex, and it was great. Afterwards, we were cuddling post-sex and just talking. He then gets a call from his mom, and without asking me, just answers it. I didn't mind because I thought it was maybe an emergency. Wait, so they're laying in bed, probably naked, I assume, still, and he answers the phone. Okay. She says, what happened next instead was they proceeded to have a one-hour conversation just about their day and what they were up to. I wasn't even mentioned. Oh, my God. I was getting annoyed, and he didn't notice. I ended up going to the bathroom in the kitchen thinking he would get the idea and end the conversation, but no, it just continued. I then said I wanted to go to bed, so he blocked the phone and said I don't mind, it wouldn't bother me, and then continued the conversation. He blocked the phone. I wonder if that means like he was like covering the phone with a pillow or something. I said to him, do you mind leaving after he ended the conversation and looked puzzled as he thought we were having a great time. 
I've never been more confused. I really liked him, but I have a feeling if I pursue anything with him, I will be in a relationship with him and his mother. Would it be bad to just ghost him? Girl, you are talking to the queen of Mama's Boy Survivors. I think you dodged a bullet. Uh, It's great that you guys had, you know, amazing sex, a great time, a great date. But this is him showing his true colors right away. I don't think it's normal to answer a phone call from a man, from your mom after you've just had sex. And the fact that you weren't even mentioned, like if they did go through their entire day, he didn't once mention, oh, and I had a date with this girl. It was really great. That kind of shows me, like, it makes me feel like it was my past situation where the mom is never happy for the son. If he's dating somebody, she actually gets a bit jealous. So it's, it makes me question things why he avoided leaving you out of the conversation. I mean, it could have also just been because you were there and he didn't want to talk about you in front of her, but still it's weird. And again, uh, I think it's great for men to have a relationship with their mother, but there's healthy boundaries and limitations. So if this guy's talking to his mom for an hour every single day, that's absurd. I would say an hour a week, um, every now and then. I mean, I talk to my mom every other day, but I think mother-daughter relationships are a bit different. I think he dodged this bullet though. And it that would so bother me. Imagine like if he has no boundaries there, imagine what else he could, he would do. I mean, I'm getting PTSD to my own relationship where my ex's mom had a key to our place and just crossed every single line imaginable. So you're not in the wrong Find a guy who's not a mama's boy and uh, avoid them (laughs) at all costs. Well, that wraps up my bad date stories. Thank you to everybody who submitted these. And again, if you ever have a story that you want to submit yourself, my DMs are always open. I can also uh, tell the stories anonymously, which I normally choose to do anyways, just for the uh, safety and trust of my listeners but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode it was so fun chatting with you guys about these stories and my own crazy dating life uh, let me know your thoughts on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast post a story of yourself listening and tag the account so I can repost you and if you ever have any questions or anything at, want to chat about anything at all send me a dm That wraps up this week's episode, though. I love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will chat more next week. Bye.